0: Welcome back. This is part number three of our series on the metaverse. And this has been a very well-received podcast. We're thrilled that so many of you are open and interested in this topic. It is kind of fascinating because it does give you a window into the future. There's a lot of inevitability about what we've been um, describing to you. And a lot of these, a lot of the things we're presenting to you, and this is again, day three of the series, their ideas, their suggestions on what direction this technology might go. But please be clear, It's still early days. Nobody really knows. So as we're going through some of these, it's a little bit about uh, just sharing with you the existing technology and understanding how that's most likely going to evolve and how we're going to be interacting with the metaverse. But here's what Julie and I are really hoping you're taking from this. This is not hypothetical. This is happening. And it's coming to an internet experience near near you (laughs) faster than you think. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, be ready for it. And don't be scared of it. Don't be... You know, a lot of people are essentially, basically, as people get older, they start to become more skeptical and closed minded. And what we're hoping you do is not become skeptical or closed minded, where you open your mind to the possibilities of what might come from either as we're describing it, the metaverse or an iteration thereof. And it's kind of fun and exciting to talk about these things, because if you let your mind go a little bit, then you can start seeing how this actually could enhance your life in pretty much all ways in meaningful ways. Could cause you to be more productive, have a better experience with, uh, you know, all sorts of different interfaces. I had somebody message me, Julie. Mm -hmm. I think it was through Instagram. By the way, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, it's uh, at Tim and Julie Harris. Uh, But anyway, he sent me a message, and his message was, imagine going to a metaverse DMV.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Let's hope that it's much improved. Yeah, but,
0: I mean, he was joking. But, but uh, what an
1: interesting idea, though, right? Right,
0: but it, yeah. here's, the, here's the thought behind that, though. So there will be a Yikes. Metaverse DMV. Sure. You will be able to go to the Metaverse DMV and with your avatar, and you will be able to then do whatever you need to do for your real-life car and whatever the DMV is also there to do. <laughs> but you could hypothetically send your AI bot version to That's go to... That's what I'm taking. Right, but you could. sure. And and so you, awesome. you could send a, your uh, you know your bot your representative your your simulation of your simulation to the AI to the um, you know the metaverse. Uh, DMV. Well, it could be an
1: assistant of sorts.
0: Right. But that's where a lot of this technology is going. So remember, this is the convergence of a lot of different ideas, one of which is artificial intelligence, because this is all really based on artificial intelligence. And again, listen to uh, the past couple shows that we did on this topic.
1: Yes. So remember, podcast listeners, part of our job is to educate, motivate and get you into action. So this is a big piece of educate you, make you aware what's actually going on out there to keep your minds open so that as this evolves you can decide to partake in it and you can decide how you want to utilize it so we're going to start with point number six again get caught up on previous podcasts this is part three of our series point number six or question number six is the metaverse a big video game that you play using a virtual reality headset like the oculus how will people physically actually engage and interact with the metaverse well to just freshen your minds remember most of you can remember aol where download speeds were measured in days and you would get a little voice saying you've got mail instead of just clicking and seeing your mail well how quaint were those old olden times and yet guess what? That was less than 20 years ago. The metaverse could be the most significant change to humanity since humans created the wheel.
0: Now, why was that little uh, bit in there about AOL? Because it was roughly 20 years ago. It was more like 25 years ago, right? But here's the takeaway. That seems like the Stone Age, because it was for the internet. Totally. And look how fast we've evolved. So look how fast (laughs) all forms of technology on the internet well, what we're, So that's taken 20 to 25 years. What we're going to be experiencing with the metaverse is not going to take that long. It's going to take maybe 36 to 60 months, maybe even less. So all these hypotheticals that Julie and I have been presenting to you, some of these are going to be the winners. And some of these ideas are going to mature into what will be your new online experience. And even online, by the way, isn't that a, a quaint term? <laughs>
1: <I'm> online. <laughs> yes. yes. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about if if today's generation had to deal with anything that we did in those days, they'd just think the internet was broken.
0: Well, you didn't use the yeah. internet for anything useful, truthfully. That's it's just, true. You'd go there and go to, you know, just mis- miscellaneous uh, social exchanges. It was almost forums. a
1: curiosity back then.
0: Well, we talked about this a couple yeah. of days ago. And it was kind of funny to think about, but I do remember when Amazon came online and it was this, you know, nerdy picture of Jeff <laughs> Bezos who was sitting there in his little office with a big, you know, rollout banners, sign that said yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And people were like, why the hell would I want to buy books online? I mean, is it really yeah, that? Who big, does that, right? <laughs> but obviously, he was right. Um, and now, I think he's the second richest person in the world, or the richest person in the world. I know his ex-wife, Mackenzie, is the richest woman in the world. That well, seems uh, to have worked yeah, out. Then it did. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> yeah.
1: So get ready again. Back to our question of how are you going to play, if you will, in the metaverse? How are you going to interact? Well, within the next 24 months or less there will be at least one company selling full body haptic suits a haptic is when you get that little touch feedback like your iphone does or something like that a little bit of feedback most of your cars are doing that now so there are competing technologies as well force feedback versus haptic this is evolving so these look really similar to a wetsuit that a diver or a surfer would wear so you can visualize that And the company leading the pack with this kind of emerging technology is called the Tesla suit. That's not related to Tesla cars. But combining the Tesla suit with next generation virtual reality or VR headgear will create the experience that's maybe 90% similar to real life. For example, you'll feel when someone touches you, you will feel the wind blowing. The virtual reality headgear and full-body haptic suits will be so immersive that many people over time will actually prefer to be in the metaverse over their real lives. This is when science fiction meets reality. And and lest you think that this isn't really that good, I remember we tried to have uh, Zoe, our eight-year-old, use the Oculus, right? We thought that would be a good present for her. <laughs> and, and, and I you know, have messed around with it a little bit too, as as have you. And the first time that she put the Oculus, which is only a headset, that's not a full body haptic suit, for those of you who don't know, just you can Google what an Oculus is. It's basically a headgear... that, you know, connects to your eyes and ears and a shark was coming and she freaked out. She was snorkeling. (laughs) She was snorkeling, which was really cool for a while. It was
0: so funny to watch her snorkel because she was moving around like she was in the water. (laughs) It was awesome. And she was like moving seaweed out of the way with her hands. And yeah, your point, it was only the headgear. And then out of nowhere comes, comes the shark out of the corner of her eye and she screamed.
1: (laughs) It was real. (laughs) I mean, it was about (laughs) as real as it could get for her.
0: But your point though, the sim that she was experiencing or the experience that she was having was, was real video it wasn't a simulation it wasn't a cartoon it was something that was videotaped by real divers and the whole thing was an experience but she could direct which way she was going to go she's very cool this so this little last uh, paragraph that you read this is so important because the Tesla suit, for example, or whatever evolves from it, and again, not related to Elon Musk companies, but the Tesla suit is the first of many, 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 many different wearables, if you want to call it that. They're going to come mm-hmm. out. They're going to allow us to, uh, I would call it integrate, hopefully not like you know the matrix, into what will be the metaverse. And Julie mentioned haptic, but there's also a lot of other technologies that are also going to uh, create a, essentially a, a simulated touch experience. And that's something that... Um, that's something that's going to blow most people's minds. And so when I was researching this particular topic, I went on to uh, Google, right? As any uh, good, uh, I think, researcher uh, of uh, <laughs> Web 2.0 would do, right? Sure. I went to Google and I uh, was uh, putting in just different sorts of you know, Tesla suit and all these others. And I found a video of somebody trying on the Tesla suit for the first time. And it was amazing. And you could see what she was experiencing uh, through a, you know, a separate screen because they were demoing it but she put her hand in front of a fan, you know, um, and she could say she could feel, and then they increased the speed of the fan, so she could actually feel the strength of the wind increase or decrease, Um, and all these different things. Now, Now, here's the other thing that's really fascinating. You can, with one of these Tesla suits, be standing in your office right now or wherever you are, and you can have one of these things on, and you could be walking up the Empire State Building or walking up the Eiffel Tower and experiencing – your legs would experience the resistance of actually doing the physical exercise. You could feel the wind blowing in you know, as you're climbing up. So you will get the same um, – The feedback, really. The feedback. But I, I guess I'm trying to really impress upon people – is that you will get exercise from wearing these suits as if you were actually doing the exercise in real life. That's pretty cool. And and that is pretty cool. And so the same thing goes, again, scale this out. Think about all the different experiences and all the different things you could get done during the course of a day. If you could just easily go from one place in the metaverse to another. in real life, right now, if you're not playing video games and whatnot, you will want to uh, consider EXP Realty because EXP Realty really does have their own metaverse. It's called EXP World. Uh, EXP bought a company called Verbella, and Verbella is a metaverse. And so, again, go to YouTube and watch some of the videos of how it works. But the international company EXP Realty that has that's licensed in 21 different countries now, you are essentially part of an international, uh, you know metaverse world where you can have direct interaction, interaction with agents all over the world. And not just from Facebook or from any of these other sources, but you can go there with your avatar and have direct communications. Now, if you've not experienced it, and I remember the first time I, Julie and I experienced it, was three years ago. And this was not using any sort of haptic or VR experience. It was in front of a keyboard, in front of a computer screen. Really and, visual. And we are not video gamers at all. And so for us, the first time we experienced it, I was a skeptic at first, but it took probably about 10 minutes for it to become oddly surreal, even though the avatars look like cartoons and all that technology. And we talked about this on the Mm -hmm. uh, last show, but all the technology is rapidly evolving to the point where people are going to look like people in the metaverse. People are going, and again, you're going to feel when you're walking down the street in the metaverse, I'll just reference what I saw on YouTube. Somebody else was demoing the software, the technology that's going to be available soon for the metaverse where uh, it was created by video game companies where you're going to walk down and you're not going to be able to discern the difference. And I'll again, you got to watch these videos because it's totally and completely freaky because you're going to swear it's real. It's not. It's all a simulation. It's done by a computer. But the shading is right. The light is right. Now, if you add, if and that's just watching on a, a traditional screen. Now, if you were to have a some sort of VR headset on and if you were to have a full body haptic suit on you are walking down that street every part of you is going to tell you you're walking down that street now I want to talk a little bit about the VR headsets too I don't think we wrote about this in our notes the best VR headsets that are being developed were originally developed for the military to teach uh, people how to fly jets and um, you can see again some of these uh, how advanced the VR headsets are Julie referenced the Oculus thing which is basically like fancy goggles the VR headsets that they're able, that they have already evolved, they being DARPA and other technology companies, uh, are incredible. They're insane. Uh, you will have this immersive experience that covers your ears, where you're going to be able to look up and everything look whatever direction you're looking. It is you are there, and your brain very quickly will. Here from um, so my right eye is legally blind. My left eye is 2020. When I uh, my right eye is basically along for the ride, my left eye does all the work. <laughs> but for me, I can't tell the difference. I can't tell the fact that my right eye is along for the ride and doesn't really do much as far as helping me see things. That it's all being done in my left eye because my brain has rewired essentially the way my br- uh, the way my eyes perceive you know things and has made it so that my vision collectively, is the same as if both eyes were working. I hope you guys kind of understood that. Some of you, as you approach 45, you'll discover that your vision uh, as (laughs) well becomes challenged. Now, uh, that is what's... So I do not perceive the fact that my right eye is not functional at the same level as my left eye. I cannot tell. I cannot feel it. That is what it's going to be like when you're dealing with these immersive experiences as far as what comes from the metaverse. It is going to completely um, change how you interact with other people, how you interact in businesses. Now, if you're going to be somebody that's going to be a skeptic and stuck underneath your staircase and you're going to miss all of this, you're going to miss out on what we believe. And it does make sense. And I would like to have a spirited conversation if you guys would like to talk on YouTube or talk anywhere else about this. But we believe, and again, we can't see any reason to believe this is not true that what we're about to experience as far as the evolution of this technology will be the greatest evolution in really civilization since the printed maybe even the i you know said in the notes the wheel, but maybe it's a more accurate way of comparing it would be the printed, um, you know, the printed sure, word. Because it's bringing production. people together.
1: They, right. You know, you wrote down education, socialization, business meetings, virtually everything.
0: The Gutenberg press, basically. Exactly, because the,
1: that that was kind of like a great equalizer, right? right. And, and we talk about relating this to Starlink, where well, because you, you're you're going to need to you know log on somehow, right? So that you could be in sub-Saharan Africa and still have these experiences because of Starlink, and and. For for that reason, I think that this is going to be almost like a, a great coming back to each other, look in at, a sense.
0: Look at the convergence of things that have happened. That's what I, I, the I Convergence I'll, is a good word right. for a it. A lot of this from COVID, right? Sure. So you have the great resignation. The great mm-hmm. resignation that's all over different news channels. Well, that is essentially it's not just people quitting what it is is people saying i will work for your company but i want to not have to you know go into your office yes i want to work remotely mm-hmm. there's different so people are expecting things and forcing business to change so that uh because the know,
1: technology allows them to now
0: exactly and technology but not only that the expectation of how you work for a company and the acceptance you, of it too. you and i have a virtual company mm-hmm. we have employees in the philippines we have employees all not yes. even employees they're independent contractors
1: that's well, also why exp can be in 21 countries exactly that's not normal the company it, doesn't normally do that. But so they're brick and mortar.
0: Now now you combined what Julie just said, Starlink, which in many markets, and I some people love to argue about this. Google it yourself is actually faster than even Google Fiber as far as, you know, satellites. Now, the cool thing about Starlink is that it is, you order it, it shows up, you mount the satellite dish yourself, it's very simple, and a wire goes right into a modem and you are ready to go. You don't need a, you know, Larry the Cable Guy, you don't need a bunch of extra Mickey Mouse, you don't need a big cable company, you don't need to deal with HughesNet or with Viosat or if you're in the rural areas, none of those things. You don't even deal need to deal, you, you're ready to go wherever you are. And you can take this with you wherever you go. So that means you're going to be able to have high-speed internet in places and parts of the world that you couldn't have even have dreamed would have high-speed internet. And all of this is coming uh, to a rural market near you right now, if That's it's not amazing. there already. Mm-hmm. And so you combine that with the expectations that people don't want to necessarily have traditional work environments anymore. You combine that with this metaverse, you now are going to see a whole bunch of things happen at the same time very quickly because there's a um, the technology and people's demands and really people's expectations, all of this stuff is converging at a in perfect synchronicity that's almost hard, too hard to believe is true. Yes. Honestly, it's well, crazy. Well, until you
1: experience it, which is why we're doing our education part of this podcast, is to expose you to this so that you do take it seriously. You know, we talked about uh, business meetings and socialization, education. Maybe you want to speak to Heraclitus who lived in, you know, 535 to 475 before Christ about his quote. This is a long time ago, but he's been quoted. He said, There is nothing permanent except change. Maybe you wanted to talk to him about that for a paper you're writing. Well, now you can do that. Imagine getting quotes from the AI version of the most significant people that have ever lived. Talk about a mastermind, right? Well, What was it? A That's Hill said, have a
0: mastermind in your head of the people that you respect the most, even if they're not alive. This
1: and- was one of his major points in Think and Grow Rich was that, yes, you certainly can have a mastermind amongst your friends and colleagues and like-minded people who are alive, but also to have a mastermind of people who you respect, their writings and their quotes and their education and their contribution to society. So I think this plays right into that.
0: Well, one of the greatest determinants of whether or not you're going to really maximize your time on this planet is your environment, right? For sure. So your physical environment matters the most, but also it's the environment which you choose. It's the people in your environment. It's the people you listen to. It's nowadays the websites you go to. That's all part of your environment. So if you now have this metaverse and you can spin off in a million different directions and see how this metaverse could be a horrible, you know, soul depleting experience for some people. But I hope you also can see the exact opposite of that it's because, you know, as well as I do, when this metaverse or whatever it becomes known as starts to become um, a normal part of everybody's lives. The first thing that's going to happen is a lot of people are going to be, have, be fearful of it. Skip the fearful phase, listeners, and go right to how the benefit, what the benefit of it is. Even if in the short run it's a little bit sketch, which it will be, to our next point.
1: Yes, which you're going to read. Oh, I was hoping Julia would (laughs) read it. I'm not doing that.
0: Side note, we know what you're thinking. Yes, of course, the adult industry – I was waiting for Julia to read this. Nice try. The adult industry is going to lead the way for this technology. Porn and other vices are often leading the way in new technology. When the Internet entered into consumer markets in the U.S., uh, what were the first websites? Yep, it was porn websites. First porn website went live in 1997. By the way, mm-hmm. so to have a website from 1997 yes. is considered you know, essentially a stone age, yeah. right? Our website was registered, com was registered in April or May of 1998. Yes. So we have an ancient website.
1: It is. Good thing we chose well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't make it some you, crazy I combination remember, of things. I do
0: remember when you and I uh, bought that. We actually yeah. went to a... Um, his first name was Dave. Do you remember? We went down to Dayton and listened to him talk. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It'll hit me in just a second. Yeah. This was before. Yeah, you, yeah.
0: Anyway, so we heard him talk, and he was talking about this new thing called the internet. I know. And how you can how buy your name. And, and he was, you know, probably kind of um, – working his way through explaining the internet like we are trying to explain the metaverse right <laughs> Right. you know hopefully doing a good enough job
1: and you were smart enough to go huh that seems like a good idea
0: but I remember there was a break and Julie and I rushed out and we um, I don't know if we went online or recalled or I think I called somebody and asked them to go to this website that I'd never heard of before mm-hmm. and do this thing called registering a URL so we registered our URLs and all these not other even really things.
1: knowing what that meant at the time and
0: we registered some other URLs too mm-hmm. like we had um, we sold uh, in New Albany Ohio and so we registered guess what? NewAlbanyOhio.com. Yep. Nobody else bought that. So that's you can see now, as I just said those two things, you guys should probably think to yourself, how could no one have bought that? It's because people are always slow to react.
1: Well, you were very pioneering in those days.
0: Which you, is hilarious. You,
1: you were coachable. Yeah, I was coachable. <laughs> right. so, that this,
0: so this metaverse thing to me feels the same way. Whereas the reality of it is the social networking thing, it really did feel like a bridge.
1: Definitely. Right. So point number seven is, or question to consider, is the metaverse going to follow the same laws, rules, and guidelines as the physical world? Well, not yet. Bad behavior in the metaverse can be more severe than today's online harassment and bullying. Unwanted touches in the digital digital world can be made to feel real, and the sensory experience even heightened. Of course, that means that you can also hire a virtual Navy SEAL to beat the virtual snot out of your virtual bully. So, you know, the plot thickens. But yes, this this is still uh, you know new times for organizing all this, and I, I've been reading up on this particular thing. Uh, which is right here. I added that to our notes, Mm -hmm. and then we can circle back. Uh, So consider the article and interview. This is a great magazine. I really get a lot of um, interesting stuff. It's called Nautilus Magazine, N-A-U-T-I-L-U-S, like the shell. But there was an interview with Jim Davies, who's a professor at the Department of Cognitive Science at Carleton University and co-host of the award-winning podcast Minding the Brain, which I'm going to look into. I
0: should just throw something in here for longtime listeners who you guys know us at this point. So my point which i was which i was really proud of was talking about uh, the porn industry adopting <laughs> the metaverse and you can totally see that this brainiac hack thing that Julie's reading to you guys now is a Julie point you see that yeah. you guys can tell who <laughs> wrote that particular in case days you outline paying attention. In case you
1: paying attention. okay and don't worry this isn't too long but this is from uh it's long listener award winning podcast mining the brain well the article and interview was talking about artificial intelligence being enabled as a sort of moral police in the metaverse remember our question was what about you know bullying and things like that. So here's a quote. Researchers like Zhang, which was mentioned in the article, should advance ethical AI as, as far as possible while keeping a crucial fact in mind that many have considered the world to have made moral progress over the centuries and even over the past few decades. This poses a fundamental challenge for machine learning AI because it requires so much data that we often have no choice but to use that's old enough as humans to be considered historical, embedded in it, and the morals of different times. So when it comes to AI ethics systems, we might eventually deploy. It could be necessary to use more top-down prescriptive ethics.
0: Well, let me interject. So what she is saying is really important. There are the rules and the laws of real world don't necessarily translate, if you want to say officially or legally, to the metaverse. And there is, and you guys know this. Uh, People get harassed all the time in these video games where mm. there's multiple players and all that. Who knows what happens? Again, Julie and I aren't gamers. But I do know that Zoe's eight and she's allowed virtually no interaction with online games. But when she is, we do watch her. And when she's playing with her friends, we have seen on occasion where it will be her and you know three or four other little buddies playing, whatever they're playing. And then we'll see Julie and I will notice um, another person pop into their little game who wasn't invited, who they don't know who it is. Yeah. Now, that's most likely, if we're being honest, just another kid, probably, but it also could be some moron predator that's just, you know, okay. essentially trying to, who knows what.
1: And how would AI know that, right? Exactly.
0: And so, and, but really where this is fascinating, and it is fascinating, is do real estate laws
1: translate? Exactly. You know,
0: it will, will essentially codes of well, conduct translate? Well,
1: let's, let me finish yep. this last paragraph for uh, researchers could program a utility maximizing AI that calculates the greatest good for the greatest number, or an AI that tracks the duties and rights people have to respect regardless of the consequences. Or what would be best is that AI models uh, have a virtuous person, you know, what would that type of person do in a situation? You can see how there's different models for this. Maybe the best ethical AI would be able to decide which of those moral frameworks or others to use when. The result would be a genuine oracle, a myth come true. Remember, the oracle was a simulation in the matrix.
0: So here's the reality of how all this will work out, because you're saying at AI models that has, you know, essentially modeling the characteristics of a virtuous person. Mm-hmm. Isn't that in itself going to be up to yeah. debate with how you would have to program is, that right? program? So that what will in. most likely happen, in my humble opinion, is that and it makes sense. This is how markets work, right, mm-hmm. is there'll be many uh, competing Metaverses, mm-hmm. and then there'll be metaverses that have a defined characteristic or sets of characteristics. Sure. Just like right now, if you look at the demographics for the social sites, I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook, generally speaking, doesn't attract a lot of young users. Right. Young users are using TikTok and they're using, you know, Instagram, but really TikTok mostly. So I would imagine that you will see. Um, that metaverses will evolve in the same way to the point where maybe part of the same metaverse, let's call it ABC metaverse, there will be areas in within the metaverse that are maybe more exclusive or where people sure. have agreed to conduct themselves following these particular rules mm-hmm. or guidelines. Mm-hmm. Culturally, these things will evolve because we do have existing cultural norms to benchmark. And models. Against.
1: That's right. But yeah. there's so many parallels. You know, When I was... Looking at that article, I was thinking, well, isn't that interesting that you see things like Facebook and Instagram sorting out their rules still, right? Right. What's allowable and what's not. And I was thinking about even when our country got settled, right? So the East Coast had their, you know, British influenced laws. And then you could go to the Wild West where you could pretty much get away with anything. That's what I'm describing. See what I'm saying? And so for now, this is a bit of the Wild West. And maybe with multiple metaverses, maybe one is a little bit less regulated. And then this one over here has a lot of different ethics in place place and you have to know the difference. In, what and, was that What know? was that
0: series where there were robots, and it was out yeah. west, and people were going there to have this experience? I can hum you
1: this, th- this theme song, but I can't tell you the title. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: talking about? Yeah. Wasn't it on HBO or was, Showtime? I think it was HBO.
1: Right. And it, it hasn't been that long ago. A new
0: series. You it, guys know. If you guys are nerds and you watch science fiction stuff, you know what we're talking about. It's about to come out again, too. They're opening up another new series. West Westworld.
1: West World. West
0: World. Right. Westworld. So if you haven't watched that, it's really actually pretty trippy. Oh, we just ruined it for you, though.
1: Ah, <laughs> don't sorry. forget we said that. Yeah,
0: forget we said the last part about Uh, everyone on there being a robot. But that aside...
1: Very interesting, though, because that's right here in this wheelhouse of that
0: convergence. Right. Right. And this is... Exactly. That's the point I was trying to make, is that when you... Normal people would go into this Westworld, uh, but it wasn't a simulation of the metaverse. Mm-hmm. In that particular example, it was this, uh, I think it was this big, you know, in real parcel of land someplace in the middle sure. of nowhere where they had created this whole, you know... It's kind
1: of a sim, in a way. It was
0: a sim, but it wasn't um, ones and zeros. It was right. actual people yes. interacting with robots, mm-hmm. and but their true behaviors and their characteristics would come out. Yeah. So a mild-mannered, uh, say, classical musician type like yourself <laughs> would all of a sudden become some sort of big, badass, you yeah. know, guns Singing, I could you know, have sociopath. a different. I could.
1: I could have an avatar, if you will. Right. right? Well,
0: well, but that's that's kind of where you can kind of play around with this stuff. And generally speaking, that's where uh, the biggest. Bolts of money and evolution will come from is through different en- entertainment because more people are going to be willing to pay for, for that. Sure. But on the backs of that, you're going to see essentially interactions that are going to start being more business-like. It is very exciting.
1: Yeah, and that show actually did examine some of the uh, the ethics and things of having something like that in existence, where you're crossing over real world and how much is simulation, and because you're, you know, in this. Quasi program, is it okay to do those things because you're not really doing it in real life?
0: Spoiler alert the robots got sick of being abused. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Exactly. Didn't work out. Yeah.
1: But this is something I'm reading about too that we haven't, I don't think I've added my notes on this yet, is that as these things evolve, there are, there's going to be like simulation 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, right? So, uh, you know, they were explaining the, how the Matrix is a combination, right? So there, there were real people, and then there were characters who were 100% sim, right? right? And so that's sort of a, a hybrid versus having completely simulation where everybody and everything is a sim and what the differences of all those things are. So it's definitely an evolution. It is.
0: And this, again, crazy it's science fiction stuff, but it's crazy science fiction stuff that is coming uh, to a computer near you sooner sure. than you might want. So or watch expect. out. But have your mind open to it. So we're going to get to part four tomorrow. And tomorrow, oh, we're going to actually relate it and drill down on how it relates to real estate, how agents can make money from the metaverse, (laughs) how agents can become uh, realtors, or I dare I say, estate agents or real estate agents within the metaverse. Well, I just brought up something else. Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. You know, without knowing it, will the realtor brand or realtor, Mm -hmm. you know, the 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 association, will they all of a sudden (laughs) start governing the rules inside these metaverses, or at least? I, I, I don't know. If I were part of the whole bureaucracy of National Association of I'd Realtors, be on top of that. What I you? would be definitely putting together a panel of experts to create some guidelines on how one conducts themselves as a real estate professional inside the metaverse, and I would not be screwing around.
1: Or at least build an NAR building in one of these metaverses. <laughs> or all so of could, them. Yeah, exactly.
0: But explore this stuff, so, guys. Yeah. Have an open mind to it. It, it. There's something that happens from thinking about stuff that, A, makes you a little uncomfortable, as hopefully mm-hmm. we're not too much sounding uncomfortable in this podcast, but we are because we're talking about crazy things. But uh, that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, that causes you to think outside of your normal, I, again, your normal, the the influence Radius. you allow into your, mm-hmm. into your world. And when you start allowing your brain to have these little creative ventures and working towards maybe these thoughts you've ever had before. The benefit to that is your normal world actually becomes a lot more illuminated as far as the different opportunities that are available to you. So maybe you've been stuck looking for motivation or maybe you've been stuck looking for, you know, I can't just, you know, talk myself into actually getting my pre-listing pack done. But now because this excites you, something inside your brain Mm -hmm. is stimulated to all of a sudden, you know, get things done now because you're excited about these things, or at least it's, it's, you know, it's tickled something within you that you maybe have forgotten that was there. Did I explain that? Absolutely. Sufficiently? Absolutely. I mean, th- these conversations These conversations are fun and we really appreciate the fact that you guys are accepting of them. Um, and we are going to get to our uh, metaverse and how you can actually make money from it tomorrow. In the meantime, remember, guys, if you want to be part of Julie and I's real estate group at EXP Realty, we are formally applying for the job of being your sponsors at EXP Realty. And to do so, it's very, it's really quite simple. If you're ready to join and you're looking for a sponsor, you've not already chosen one, please feel free to text me directly. And this is real, my real cell phone number. And I will tell you, do not call. I will not answer. I know a lot of you call. <laughs> you're just seeing if it's my real cell phone. It is. Just send me a text if you're ready to join eXp Realty and you're looking for a sponsor, someone that's going to shepherd you along the way at eXp and make sure you get the most out of that experience in all the most important ways. And just text me, 512-512. If you're just starting on your journey to learn more about eXp Realty and you're not quite ready to join yet, you can text EXP, text the letters EXP to 47372, text the letters EXP to 47372 and we'll text you back a link and how you can watch all kinds of videos and all kinds of information about eXp, have all your questions answered. But if you're ready to join, text me directly at 512-758-0206. If you're just starting your journey and you're looking for information about eXp Realty, Text the letters EXP to 47372. And remember, message and data rates apply. Anything else you'd like to say, guys, as we're around the bend no, study today?
1: Study up. We're giving you a whole lot of things to think about.
0: So what should their homework be from today's podcast <laughs> after they've texted us to join with us at EXP?
1: I'm sure that they're uh, hitting the magic Google machine to see about all these things we've been talking about, haptic suits and yeah, yeah, totally. uh, you know, virtual reality and all that good stuff. Start
0: so. with, um, if you are doing what Julie just suggested, go to YouTube and put in Tesla suit and start watching some of the videos the, the videos that are the most amusing are where the uh the people that created the tesla suit are trialing it on unwitting people
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine because that
0: is really funny <laughs> and watching how people react and this you know that's it's cool. an emotional experience really sure. the first time you you have that experience Gotta like prove it i can imagine so you guys have a fantastic day we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow